0: Coming up, digital collectibles, gender reveal parties, eloping in cosmetic plastic surgery. All that and more on For or Against.
1: Just
2: old friends on the podcast, we build a defense on ridiculous topics. Are you for or against? Discussing random issues, man, this show is immense. So tune in and choose a side that you sit on the fence, man. We debate a lot of issues, boy, where do we start? Adults who drink milk and self-driving cars. You listening now to For or Against? So turn the volume up, this is For or Against.
0: Hello and welcome to For or Against, a podcast for new friends produced by Old Friends. I'm your host, Mike McFadden, and joining me today are my co-hosts, Patrick Lothian, Rob Silver, and our dear friend, Courtney Mueller. Hello to you all. Hello.
3: Hi. Courtney's oh, here. Yeah,
0: Courtney's back.
1: I showed <laughs> glad, up.
0: Glad to have you all. Uh, we're going to go ahead and get right into things uh, today. What's been going on in your lives? Robbie, starting with you, our, our newest Texan.
3: Oh, it's so wonderful (laughs) to be a Texan these days. I came here to have sunshine and good times outside, and I've been locked in the house now for almost a week. It is frigid. It is icy. It is snowy. The power and electricity is not working for some of us. Fortunately for me, it's been on, uh, not power and electricity, power and heat, I should say. And unfortunately, we're missing our dear friend Mike Quinen because he's been battling with power and heat issues himself. Um, but we're getting through it. Uh, my neighborhood specifically was just issued a, a water boiling advisory, water. meaning basically the water systems in our town have been overwhelmed due to whatever's been going on with this extreme cold weather. And it got the waters in the, the water in the water tower really low that we now have to borrow water from the next town over. And the water that we're getting from our water towers might have bacteria in it. So
4: awesome. just like the
3: residual <laughs> effects. I'm hoping to get back to normal 75 degrees sunny weather in about a week or so, but it's still cold. Well, hopefully this podcast will lift your dear spirits, Robbie. <laughs> Thank you. It probably, well,
2: we'll see. Courtney Depends. is here, so it might. Yeah, be. that's a Aww, plus.
4: thanks.
2: Pat, what's going on with you? So my big news this week is that Courtney got engaged
3: you dick
2: what an asshole you are such a
0: dick
3: (laughs) oh my gosh
0: let's go right to courtney courtney (laughs) tell us more about pat's announcement
4: (laughs) i just want pat to explain it
1: tell me
4: pat how did he do it (laughs) (laughs) i got engaged to Brian so it was yay. yay yes that's exactly what you all sounded like except for Robbie Robbie I think had one of the best reactions next to like my little cousin Lindsay who was um otherwise ine- inebriated and with <laughs> a bunch of her uh, best girlfriends and they all started crying I've met only one of them so like it was like the best response ever and then Robbie is like sitting there. He's like, I think I know what it's about. And
3: yeah. like, well, I could read Lexi's face because Lexi knew, I guess, a few minutes before me. Yes. And Lexi's like, Oh, Courtney wants us to FaceTime with her whenever you're ready. I'm like, Oh, okay. Like, she does. <laughs> She's like, Yeah. And I was like, Is there a particular reason why? And Lexi's just like, I don't know. <laughs> and from there, I was like, I know exactly what's happening.
4: It was just hysterical because, like, just calling each of you, I got oh, uh, just to circle back at to Pat being a jerk for not having an <laughs> iPhone, he did not have an iPhone, and Pat got mad at me for uh, contacting his wife about certain things and not him directly. To be so fair, you I,
2: called her first.
4: I, no, no, I called you first. You didn't answer, no, I called she Amanda, didn't answer. she didn't oh. pick up
1: step back
4: because yeah mm-hmm. yeah circle back yeah i know what i did and that's why i called him and my favorite uh response from pat was when i called it to give him any news he answers the phone what i was like all right well we're gonna start a fight with this one uh but robbie was a jewish mother i never had but always wanted uh yeah, it's in my blood Mike asked if I was engaged to be married, and I I, I got that down, yes, and then Patrick and I fought uh, before they were all like, yay, and everyone was awesome, so we're really excited, and we have no idea what we're doing, and it's, apparently, everybody asks you um, if you're going to get married, um, and when you're going to get married, and how you're going to get married, uh, that exact moment that you get engaged, yes. so I did, I did not know that.
2: You didn't have That's it hard. all planned out, and then and the. I 10 did not. Before you start
3: calling people. Yeah, you're supposed <laughs> to do the prep work. Uh,
4: I prepped myself because I had a feeling that he was going to propose. I didn't know how, uh, but I did because he was a little fidgety and, um, told me to get a manicure and, um, he was like saying, "Let's play a game," and I was like, mm, "This is new. This is different because we haven't done that in a while," and so I took my. <laughs> my makeup bag in the kitchen and touched up. So I would look fresh just in case of any scenario. And lo and behold, the touching up works.
1: So
0: so (laughs) I want to tell tell the listeners how you did it too, Mm. or how he did it.
4: Well, he did it. He he did it. Um, right. <laughs> I proposed plenty of times. He said no. Um, we play Uno to death, and we get very um, angry with each other in a fun way. Um, very competitive. And um, I thought he w- he was about to deal uh, the swap hands card, which always angers me because he say- he always gets it, saves it for the last possible minute, and then he gets Uno, and then the game's over. Um, but he actually wrote it on one of the blank cards. Will you marry me? And he's, he goes, well, I guess I have to play this card. And I was about to win. I was super stoked. And then I saw that and I go, oh, and then he said <laughs> some lovely words and got down on one knee and we're engaged. So. Good.
0: Good job, Brian. Way to go. We really I'll
4: didn't want me. you
2: to win, huh?
4: Yeah, no, seriously. We nobody knows how the game ended. It's just it just stopped. It's just but it was worth it. It was it was a really good Uno game. I would highly recommend it.
0: Excellent. Well, we should have saved that for the end. So I'm just gonna skip my update. I'll save that for another time. Congratulations to Brian <laughs> and Courtney. Now we are gonna play for or against. One of us will present a topic, the rest of us will analyze, discuss, and argue about it, and then we will decide if we are for or against that topic. And this week, I'm going to kick things off with the topic of digital collectibles. Uh, This topic came to me um, sort of I've been learning about the cryptocurrency space and blockchain technology, and apparently there is a branch of blockchain technology that allows for digital art to uh, be tokenized, uh, such that it is unique and um, uncopyable, or rather, the art could be copied, but it would be clearly identifiable that the copy is a copy and not the original, whereas any other form of uh, digital art historically has been uh, virtually identical to and, you know, very much no
3: different than it's copy, but and, and the, the, is that be, and the reason that this would be a unique thing is just because of the encryption. Meaning, visually it looks the same, but there's a code behind the scenes that says this is the exact one, and it, this code can't be replicated.
0: Yeah, and I was about to say precisely, but not precisely. <laughs> Generally speaking, yeah, the the blockchain technology um, basically. Uh, provides the ability to verify ownership of a unique digital collectible. So there could be an identical version of it in the same way that you could have an identical replica of the Mona Lisa, but it wouldn't actually be the Mona Lisa. Um, so digital collectibles is the topic. Um, I shared a video with you to sort of give you a primer, and I feel like we've given enough of an overview for people to understand, but I want to give a specific like use case. Tomorrow, um, Capcom and... I believe the company Tops like the sports trading card company Tops, they have their own blockchain called the WAX blockchain and they're doing a 24-hour release of Street Fighter cards. So like the Nintendo game Street Fighter that has, you know, gone on to have several other, you know, iterations. Um, they're doing this digital collectible release where you can buy for $10 a pack of or $9.99 a pack of 10 cards digital cards or collectibles or $50 for 60 uh, collectibles that uh, like you can buy, but only for 24 hours. And if if you don't buy it in that 24 hour window, then you, you miss your opportunity. And so there'll be a finite supply of these, which will introduce scarcity and potentially make them, you know, valuable as a collectible item. Um, I had texted you all earlier today. I stumbled upon this other thing that was basically like pixel art versions of like portraits. And one of them sold recently for like $62,000. So like, this is like a real thing that people are doing, but it, is this something that people should be doing? Like, is this, does this make any sense at all? Is this just like the dumbest thing ever? Or is this kind of cool if you're into collectibles? Is this the next evolution of baseball cards? Or no, Robbie, once you start us out, you so seem stupid. agitated.
3: Yeah. Can I, start? I want to start with the link that you texted us earlier today. So the link is yes. called CryptoPunks. And it's basically, they made 10,000 characters. Each character basically looks like an 8-bit video game character. If you remember Nintendo, like Super Mario, these characters look like just that. But each each one of the 10,000 is their own identity. And basically, people are buying and selling these characters for, as you said, it looks like the average sales price of the sales have been nearly $12,000 for one of these small 8-bit characters. And they're virtual. It just is not something you have is just like a picture of an 8-bit character that you're buying and selling for $12,000. Do I need to say anything more? <laughs> like, well, you might
0: need to say a little bit more. I mean, is that is there any aspect so, of this cuz like the NBA has partnered up with some other company and what they're doing is taking like highlight video So like imagine, you know, like a a three pointer like uh, that, you know, like Michael Jordan's iconic three pointer where he then like waves his fist. I don't think they're doing that specific one, but something like that where it's basically a five second video video clip. It's like you can be the exclusive owner of that NBA licensed video clip. So like it's not just bad pixel art that, you know, other digital things could exist is it the thing like if, is it the if strength? you were an owner
3: of if you were an owner of intellectual property that was valuable that would I would understand like if you owned the rights to a broadcast of the 1996 NBA Finals last game like or sorry the 19 yeah sure whatever it was that would be a valuable property because then you could license that video to people who want to use it in their broadcasts this doesn't have that value like, I, I feel like the people who are getting into crypto punks these these eight-bit characters most of them are really rich people who are really stupid and a really a small number of them are really rich people who are really smart because they're taking advantage of the really rich stupid people
0: okay but I have to just ask one question um, I know you're in a rental house but there's something on your wall behind you uh, let's let's say for the sake of argument I guess it's a map of a,
3: the world but let's pretend yeah. that it's art. Like, how is this any different than? Here's um, how it's different. I'll tell you right now. No, I honestly, I know you're playing devil's advocate, but you know the answer. Okay, so (laughs) physical products. I don't. I'm I'm not. I'm not as firmly positioned as you. Physical products, like a baseball card, um, even though they could be replicable, they are they are um, able to deteriorate, and I think the combination of them being uh, rare. And depreciable, the de- deprec i don't know what the word is—depreciable. <laughs> if the fact that they are, that. <laughs> so there was only one. If it, if something was printed, like a, a baseball card was printed in 1967, there was a certain style to the ink used, the paper material used, and that even with the technology we have today, it is very, very, very unlikely to make a even a good copy of something from that time. But even if you could make a good copy, there's a deterioration, deteriorability I think you're just
2: BSing right now.
3: That makes it, <laughs> I don't think that you've act-
2: ever thought like, Oh, this is why I like a baseball card. No, I no, think you're just I, making, I don't up.
3: even care about baseball cards, but I'm saying I understand the people who do buy and sell and trade baseball cards because they're, they are scarce and they, they, they have value because they can disappear and they have value because they're physical too. There's something about having a tangible object in the real world that you can, hold and and examine. Now, if I had a baseball card on my phone, I'm just looking at a picture of something. I know technically it's a picture that is encrypted in a way that you have the original picture, but you can make, in my opinion, identical, not nearly identical, identical copies of that picture. And the copies would look exactly the same as the original picture. You yeah. could not do that for a physical real life baseball. card. Yeah. But how many of the people copy?
2: that like collect paintings and cards and stuff actually for the reason of oh it's scarce and i want to have a thing that is so scarce actually have them hanging or something a lot of them have them in vaults where they're not looking at them all the time so it becomes exactly this
3: no it's not because there is only one original um Vincent Van Gogh's Starry Night right he's well, yeah but there's only
2: point. one Crypto exact
3: point. yeah exact
2: copy and it it's but,
3: not just but
1: the, these but little icons, the, icon the, re- thing. the replicas of
3: the replicas of the painting Starry Night, it is obvious that it is a replica. No. Uh, yeah. Uh, Robbie, I want to pause you here. I want Pat to have the floor now because. Wait, I can think... I Can I say if I'm for or against? I mean, <laughs> like,
0: yeah, yeah. I'm like for or against. Where do, you, where do you stand? We couldn't possibly figure it
2: out.
3: <laughs> I think this is a really great idea and a lot of people have a lot of fun. <laughs>
2: I don't think I don't think I don't think much of what you're saying is wrong, but I think it's also bigger than just a little tiny pixel thing. And I just started looking at this packs that um, McFadden shared. And the idea of like one of the cool things of having like a Babe Ruth that was Printed 50 years ago is there's never going to be that again, and this is the same kind of thing for 24 hours is the, the 1970 buy. Babe Ruth. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean they printed them again in different. T- shut up. Um, <laughs> um, so if you don't buy during this 24 hours, you can never have it again. But then even different than that is depending on what character you get. If you get two of the same character, you can combine them together, and then it makes an even rarer version of that up to five of them together. And every time you put them together, it's gonna to make something different than if you put another two together. So then you're creating these even rarer things that then somebody could go, oh, I, no one could ever have that combination. Pat, wait, can, so, I'm sorry, please, can I yeah. interrupt?
3: Pat, right <laughs> now I can draw for you one original Robbie Silver picture. Ooh. I'll do a, a a picture of you. I'll, I'll draw it in like 10 minutes. And then I'll take another sheet of paper and I'll draw a picture of Courtney. Do and it. then I'll have those two together and I'll take scotch tape and I'll tape those two sheets together. And nobody can ever replicate that. That is a unique, one of a kind thing that cannot be replicated by but anyone. You're, you're and why is your why...
2: metaphors because you are now talking about a tangible object. No, no, which I'm you talking just about that something... has value.
3: But now you're saying that just it... because something is tangible doesn't give it value inherently. But I'm trying to counteract your point, which is that two unique things that are originals, whether virtual or otherwise have value. And Pat, of all the people, these things are selling for twelve thousand dollars. Okay, hold on. on,
0: Robbie. Stop for a second. Okay, we're gonna put the crypto punks aside and we're gonna focus on what Pat's talking about, the Street Fighter cards, where you can create, you know, this this iconic game that we all grew up with. There's a sense of nostalgia to it. There's scarcity because of the limited time drop. There's also this increased scarcity in the programmability of these digital assets that they can become something different by owning them to sort of gamifies it as well. So like that is not possible in the Um, tangible analog, you know, realm. So there is something different here. And Pat, I want to give you the opportunity to finish your thought before Robbie cut you off for the
2: third time. I will will mute myself for a few minutes. And it's interesting because to me, it's no different than like Beanie Babies or even like baseball cards. Because like baseball cards got super um, huge and expensive and then they dropped way off. Same with Beanie Babies. I don't think this will be something that will be worthwhile or worth a lot of money in 40 years but it will probably have its heyday for the next 10 years um, and kind of ride that curve just like any other item does and i think because of the the combination and stuff and it's only 24 hours that there could be some interest there i think it's a lot less than the 10,000 like pixel images, but to each their own. Um, And then I, uh, at work, we interviewed um, somebody who actually is in this area with um, blockchain stuff like this. And they were talking about how different video game companies are looking at this as something to use. And like back in the day, like 15 years ago, there's a game that you could buy and trade hats. And it was the same thing. They were selling for like, five thousand dollars for a hat and i don't know why it needs blockchain (laughs) but the thing that i thought was interesting is she was saying like in a game like Fortnite, where you could you can't do this in Fortnite, but say you could you get a gun and then you're able to upgrade it and have it have special things on the side and special abilities and then you'd be able to sell that to somebody else that That
3: makes sense to me by the way
2: yeah, so I, what I'm saying is there's a lot more to it than just these pixel characters. Yeah, big and I think part some of it's the, dumb and some of it's not.
0: Yeah, A big part of the digital collectibles has like started in the video game space, but that's like owned by that company and it's totally yeah. proprietary. The thing with blockchain is that it's decentralized. Mm-hmm. And so like if um you know Fortnite if that business goes, you know, under, then like everything that you spent your money on like disappears because they're not paying to keep the servers up but the blockchain keeps it static so it's the idea of like the digital collectibles outside of video games which is mm-hmm. rare and unique. Courtney, I'd love to hear your opinion on this as uh do you collect anything by the way Courtney? I can't remember.
4: I've collected things in the past. Uh, okay, like so you,
0: you can relate to I was to a the beanie IDF
4: baby collection. advocate for sure. Um, <laughs> glass blowing paperweights, so that blown away show on Netflix, outstanding. Mm, yeah. Um, thank you, Pat. Um, this is stupid.
3: <laughs> yes, I knew you'd have my back. Thank you. <laughs>
4: it's I it took me 20 videos to even grasp <laughs> at least some of what it is, and it made me realize how much tangible objects are more meaningful to me than intangible objects for collectibles like i i like to like like jewelry or something like you know i want to be able to like i like to like a shadow box and put in memory's sake and all that stuff i can't do that with street fighter wax, whatever the hell the thing <laughs> we're talking about. I don't, I don't care. <laughs> I think it's great if people are enjoying themselves. I enjoy the passionate uh, topic that this became because I did not expect it. <laughs> I thought, I thought this was really going to suck. I'm not going to lie <laughs> because I was like, I don't know how we're going to explain this to the public I, um, but you guys did an excellent job. So But it just made me realize for sure, not for me, no dice, (laughs) go out. Real
2: quick, Robbie, would it matter to you if it was like a true piece of what you think is art? So like somebody spent a thousand hours making something digitally that maybe you could then use as your background. And just like when somebody makes art and they do like one of one or five of 10, that you would know this is the only true Original
3: artwork. No, in the world. Can, and I have. I think I have a really good example. If mm-hmm. I can have the floor for a second. Yeah, now. go ahead. So this is a very cute, one of a kind picture of my daughter that we took this weekend.
1: Mm. Is
3: it, is she not adorable?
4: She's perfect. It's yeah, a great our, picture. Our, right? our
3: viewers are loving this segment. As yeah. <laughs> <'Cause> you <can laughs> describe a photo of a kid they've never seen. It's a. It's a, An amazing picture of my daughter. <laughs> I'm so glad I have it. This is now one of my instant, one of my instantly one of my favorite pictures. This is not the original. This is a copy. Lexi took the original and she sent me this copy. I would not. I want to keep a copy of this picture, but I wouldn't care if I had version one of one or one of a million or one picture a million of a million because I just need a copy of this picture. Well, and do you
2: so- care if you had a copy of a Vincent van Gogh hanging on your wall?
3: i would hang on can i can i finish the point here no because okay listen you, your daughter I, is adorable no hang on you've
2: you interrupted everybody and i'm gonna interrupt you now
0: because <laughs> your daughter's adorable uh your your wife lexi <laughs> took a wonderful picture uh but I, I hate to break it to you that's not art it's a great moment in time that is captured
3: but it's not all right can i can oh, i that's jump something again
4: subjective michael but,
3: fine i agree <laughs> this with corny I agree with Courtney, this is art, but let's say somebody spent time in Photoshop and they did their own version of pixelating this and making it artistic and making it so it, was, it looked more artistic than a photograph. And they only could have, could have done it in their own original way, right? I, and if I like that photo, that piece of art that they then created around my daughter, it still wouldn't matter to me if it was the first copy or the millionth copy I just want a copy of it, and so the fact that people care that this thing—it's not even a picture of their daughter—it's a crypto punk dummy eight-bit thing that doesn't That's even have meaning thing. to them. Yeah, see, so you're getting you're getting hung up on wrong okay, thing. Okay, fine. Street Fighter. I, wanna, I, wanna... I know
2: people have nostalgia for Street for Street Fighter. Can I? I wanna... Can I? Sorry. Can I break in just one one more time? Sorry. Right, more then, time. So I I just think you are also a person. And by the way, I I'm probably against this overall. <laughs> um, you just like I, riling me up. What? No, no, I'm just I have that I had different things to think about. But um, I just think you also are a person probably similar to me that like, if I had any kind of tangible object that was a copy, like, I don't care if I have the original, like that doesn't do anything for me.
1: That's true. So I that.
2: yeah, so I, I think that's a piece of it too, Is is I don't think you'd care about any original object, whether it's tangible or in a computer.
0: All right. So I want to share another um, aspect of this that um, maybe wasn't super obvious is that because these are programmable, um, the capacity to pay a royalty to the creator exists um, for every subsequent transaction. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people are buying, you know, these items uh, as uh, you know they're speculating; they're anticipating that they're going to go up in value. The original creator can program into the digital collectible that they get a five percent royalty every subsequent time that it's sold. And so, to me, as a, a creative, especially somebody who is like a digital creative, spends a lot of time in Photoshop and Adobe Illustrator. Um, I think it's it's cool that there is now a platform that exists where digital like artists that. can like sell that. their items mm-hmm. um, and and then profit from it because there's so many people who are really passionate about working in Photoshop, um, but like there's not a whole lot that you can do. Like your earning potential, I think the average digital graphic designer um, is like under sixty thousand dollars uh in salary. I looked that up the other day, um, which isn't nothing, but it, like it doesn't necessarily. Uh, like there, there's a hard cap on earning potential um, unless you're going to go and be an entrepreneur and like start your own, you know, agency, but that's not really digital graphic design. That's you know, entrepreneurship. Um, So I like that there's potentially an Avenue where somebody who's really passionate about this creative Avenue can, you know, benefit long-term from their creative endeavors. I personally was initially on the side of Robbie where I was like, this is stupid, but I do think especially, um Gen Z uh the Gen Z crowd are more into being digitally native where we still grew up where we collected like analog cards and had pogs and things like that so i think yes. it's going to be more acceptable for younger people to be like why would i want to carry around this thing especially if like you're moving apartments you got to lug this collection now you can have your collection in your, you know, digital wallet and, and take it with you, wherever you go.
3: Can I chime in with one more thing?
0: <laughs> yeah, but then we have to make it to the end. Cause this is like a 45 minute I know, segment. but this is good. I
3: think it's been a good conversation. So one thing that Pat started bringing up that I wanted to reply on, but then I got sidetracked with other aggravations <laughs> is that, so I am so against the idea of buying something and then just having it in a digital wallet where it's like, well, let me look at this every once in a while. Cause in those cases, again, just take a copy of a picture of it and then just look at it. But Pat started talking about how certain video game companies like Fortnite or maybe not Fortnite but other companies like that uh, or other games like that you can ha- basically pay for different objects or or weapons or uniforms that your characters can have. And skins. The- skins, sure. And undoubtedly we're going to get more and more into future worlds where people are even more immersed in their digital games and digital universes. Minecraft is obviously a big place where people literally create worlds that they spend a ton of time in. And so then if you think about these um, non-fungible tokens, is that what you call it? Yeah, non-fungible tokens or digital collectibles, then if you have them in a world where you are essentially living in and you can use that as like part of your world, I understand how in a future reality there's value to that. But I just don't understand. Like today, having it just on your phone and your wall—that sounds so dumb to me.
0: Yeah, it's still really early. I've spent like multiple hours trying to figure out like how to even like do this, and I still haven't quite figured it out. So like it's not ready for prime time. But I think that there's definitely something there. Four fours.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Just made me so mad. (laughs) Let's move
0: on to our next topic,
2: Pat. What do you have for us? Um, (laughs) so this is an excellent topic because I didn't have to come up with it. Robbie came up with it and then I was higher in the order of today's topic. So I just copied his and pasted it in mine. And then he immediately (laughs) let me have it. Wait, hold on. So are you saying that there's value in the original digital thing? (laughs) Oh,
4: nicely done, Michael.
2: (laughs) um so my his topic is gender reveal parties
1: my, his topic So this is where
2: a uh, a baby is being born in some way coming
3: into this world by usually people usually this is the time where they're being cooked, not born yes.
2: <laughs> and oh my um God. the parents or individuals are decide don't don't know I don't the- think Pat's had the talk yet. <laughs>
4: To say you went to school,
3: (laughs) we had health class in fifth grade and eighth grade, and then again, sophomore year. Yeah, I got a note to get out of those. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so
2: it's when parents don't or are gonna people know what a gender reveal party is.
3: We get it, but it's not like hearing him try to explain it. Okay. Wait, go on, Pat. How do you... What is that?
2: So it's when <laughs> parents want to share what the sex of the baby is with their friends and relatives, and usually it's done in a secretive type of way, like you cut into a cake, and it's either pink or blue, and then everyone finds out together what the gender is going to be. So I am going to start <laughs> with Robbie, because he probably put a lot of thought
3: into this topic. <laughs> if you <just> stole it. <laughs> I so didn't, but uh, I am against gender reveal parties when they start california wildfires mm-hmm. uh, which was the case this past summer that was very bad i don't know if you remember but that was there were tons of fires that did a lot of devastation in california attributed to a gender reveal party um, but besides that so we have a daughter lexi and i did not do a gender reveal party um uh, i we have friends who've done them. It's not our thing. We, the way we told our families is we just like got on a FaceTime because we're not, we weren't there in person with them and just, Everyone at once were like, "All right, let's announce it." One, two, three, and we just hold, held up like a little piece of paper that said, "It's a girl." So you had and a gender then, reveal party? <laughs> <laughs> Not really. See, I don't think you explained it well because gender—that's <laughs> that, just telling the gender.
2: Um, but you but, did it in an interesting way. You didn't just say, "Hey, we're having a girl." By the way, guys.
3: Is it that interesting? I just I gathered them all together and I said, "All right, here we go." Almost Not in true. like a party
4: Not type true. setting. Robert, there was there was there was no there was. You what? sent us a picture
3: of your, the, your sonogram with a bow on it. Oh! Is that a party? Oyard. Is could... that a party?
4: <laughs> it's not a, part... a party, but so it like... is a... Okay,
3: since clearly we don't know what a gender reveal party is, <laughs> I'll explain it for you guys. It's when you get a group of people together in person, in real life, often outdoors in a backyard, and you have something that is has a hidden pink or blue, and you reveal that pink or blue, either by cutting a cake, by hitting a golf ball, and there's either oh. pink or blue smoke, Um, by launching a potato launcher that has pink or blue ribbons from it. Like whatever it is, it's like you do, you take some sort of an action and then the result of that action is there are there's pink or blue or both if it's twins. And everybody celebrates in the congregation. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So I don't know. It's.
4: Should have been Robbie's topic.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I'm against it. Not, no offense to my friends who've done this. My favorite one was my friend hit a. He loves golf, and so he hit an exploding golf ball. I thought that was kind of cool, but I don't know. Okay, like, yeah, that's it. Okay,
2: (laughs) great. by by round of applause, are any of you for not knowing the sex of the baby before they're born? Oh, Courtney! Wow. So I think we know you're alone. Yeah, I think we know that you're going to be against gender reveal parties. You don't
4: know anything.
2: Okay, let's hear it then.
4: <laughs> okay, so I have been torn um, on both sides of this topic. Um, I'm for cake, so and that's <laughs> usually involved when they put, you know, either a smash cake. If it's, I, I, I love the videos of the younger of the older soon to be soon to be older siblings um, revealing it and then crying like a lot after, cause that's like perfect for, you know, blackmail in the future. Anyway, um, I don't have kids, I'm not ready, it's fine. Um, I love uh, a good party to celebrate somebody's milestone, somebody's next um, thing that's happening, a huge thing that's happening in their life. Um, however, my mother, since my own birth has told me, she goes, it's the last surprise you're ever going to get. I don't know that's about that. awesome. Well, that's a, good, that's a good surprise. Not like, hey, you got this disease, you know? On won the lottery? <laughs> or, okay. Pat, but- don't
3: even bring up the lottery. <laughs> I don't want to go it. there.
4: That was a very uncomfortable episode. I'm just putting that down. Anyway, I'm for cake. Uh, but for me, I think I'm going to honor my mom's wishes for when I have that time of my life that I will wait and get a bunch of unisex stuff and then we'll party hard afterwards. A sip and see, you could do a sip and see. See the baby, sips Like after the
3: baby's born, you mean? After the baby's born. The baby has some champagne.
4: Baby has, baby gets like lit. Buzz. (laughs) Buzz. A buzzed baby, Mm -hmm. yeah. So I'm for, but against for me.
2: Okay,
0: and McFadden. All right. So my wife and I did not do a gender reveal party, and we did find out before uh, our son Jack was born. And <laughs> now, thinking about it, I I was I've been going back and forth uh, because just because what we did, I, you know, I, I don't want that to necessarily form my opinion um, uh, for every every you know use case or every example of this. Um, the way that we found out those, they showed us the sonogram and then they pointed to something and it was labeled penis scrotum.
1: That's
4: how
0: you
4: found out.
0: Yeah. It was really Did they
3: ask you if you wanted to know.
0: Yeah. 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 They didn't just, they didn't okay. just like show it to us. They're like, do you want to know? And we're like, and we had decided ahead of time that, yeah, we want to know, but, like there was no pageantry to <laughs> it at all. It just it was very clinical penis scrotum. <laughs> They're like, oh, okay, awesome, great. Um, That's funny. <laughs> and so at first I was like, no, I think I'm against gender reveal parties. But I think what I'm actually against is performative gender reveal parties. What I don't uh-huh. like is uh, when you see a gender reveal party on social media, and it's very mm-hmm. clear that the purpose for the gender reveal party was so it could be posted on social media. Yes. I don't have any personal friends that have done this Um, but i've seen gender reveal videos on facebook that appear in like my instagram feed and it's like so overproduced where they were clearly thinking about the lighting for the video and the shot so i'm all for it if you want to like do this and like have this can i ask what they did i've seen a bunch of them and they've all blurred together but a lot of them have been like the baseball where you swing and then the baseball explodes or the golf ball or you cut into a cake and then m&m's Pour out, which I don't really know how you make that cake. But anyway, um, so I'm I, I, not for the performative nature of these types of things. And I don't think I've talked about this in different ways before. If you want to have a gender reveal party, if you think it's going to be fun, it's going to bring your friends and family together and it's going to celebrate a milestone in your life, go ahead and do it. I'm for it. But if it's just for the gram, then I am against. <laughs> yeah, you nailed it. I agree with that.
2: Pat, what do you think? I think as long as it's for the gram, then it's good. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's we're a big try, grammar We're just
2: trying to make people happy that you love <laughs> no um so first of all if you don't find out beforehand that's fucking nuts why? Like, why like there's so much to prepare for for a baby to just like throw a huge question mark up in the air like that scares the hell out of me um also uh my mom has three boys and she was told that the third one was a girl all the way until he came out. And
3: Wow, that's a real surprise. Yeah, all the way <laughs> until <Wow>. fourth grade. <laughs> <laughs> that's
2: awesome. Yeah, um, so for oh, us, man. we knew it was a girl, um, but we still, our um, person doing the scans uh, twice wrote down stills a girl and then circled her area. So that was interesting. <laughs>
1: Oh wow!
2: Yeah, Is it still, still, still a girl, a girl. Still, still a girl, a girl, <laughs> and then circled where the penis would be, the penis groove where it <laughs> would be. <laughs> um, but for this topic, um, I'm for. I think these are fun um, because it's it's like a fun thing for each part of the family and or friends to, to find that out. It's fun for the the parents whenever they find that out and it's fun for the relatives to find that out. So I think to like do that together with people and all have that emotion together is a really cool thing. I think you could definitely go overboard. You could start a fire for example. Um,
4: (laughs) and
2: I think I'm just mostly against, and this is just me as a person who doesn't do a lot of Facebooking and whatnot. Um, I I think I'm against sharing a lot of things, doing it like an over the top way, because most of the time when you're sharing those things, it's an elevated version of your life. And then you're, it's almost like done to make yourself feel better and other people to like not feel as good. So I think I'm usually against that kind of thing that McFadden said,
0: Uh, but overall I'm for, all right.
3: I'm still, I'm still kind of against, but Mike and even Patrick, you guys definitely nailed it. It's the performative aspect that can go to hell. (laughs) Very but good.
4: those things are really funny, you guys. Well,
0: it's You're funny when they go to... wrong.
4: Exactly, that's the whole point.
0: So I'm, I'm for it if it's performative and it goes horribly awry and, it goes and horribly someone gets injured. Not,
4: no, 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 not injury. We're not talking California wild The bird. husband, no. the husband can I'm get fu- injured, <laughs> minorly,
0: like sp- bad sprain. Like,
4: <laughs> or, okay. Like Hit in their fair.
0: penis scrotum. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> exactly.
0: That, that's good. All right, let's take a quick break to hear from our sponsor. For against is brought to you by our very own merch store. That's right, we have merch. Visit slash shop to check out our spirited apparel and home goods. We've partnered with on-demand printing and fulfillment company, Printful.com, so that means that any idea we have for a product can quickly be uploaded to our store, processed by them, and purchased by you. For those interested, we earn 5 to $7 for each product that we sell, and that money goes directly back into the show. Remember in Season 1, Episode 5, when I paid a rapper on Fiverr to rap lyrics for our theme song? Did you like that? Well, buy a t-shirt, coffee mug, or now can The sneakers, and we'll do more stuff like that, gang. Now it's time to pitch some merch ideas, except for Robbie, because I still haven't made your two T toddler shirt. Courtney and Pat, what uh, what merch should we add to the store? Courtney, let's start with you.
4: Um. Okay. This I don't know if it's in the you know packet of things that you can get a hold of. Um, Other than obviously like a Chanel purse.
0: yeah they have that
4: but like a co- nice collaboration um but cozy socks okay oh. four okay. against cozies i live in cozy socks my feet are always cold wear them to bed i'd wear them to death i'd put my money where my mouth is if you put in that for or against i know right that they do there. have
0: socks i don't know if they would qualify as cozy necessarily so how do you feel about like custom printed socks
4: i could start there
2: All right. Thank you very much. But
4: I I think you can elevate.
2: Work our way towards cozy. (laughs) And if if you were to buy a pair, how much would be the max that you would spend on a pair?
4: I don't know, cheap ass. What (laughs) would you spend? You're like, if it's more than five cents, then I'm out. Um, I'm just
2: trying to see how, (laughs) how high we could put it where you would still buy it.
4: Oh, seven okay, thousand
3: dollars. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> you use the coupon code Coop, there it is. For six thousand nine hundred and ninety-nine dollars off. Right, I thought you're gonna is.
4: say Coop, but there it is. Cause Coo, it would have oh, been good. Is.
3: Okay, you could think
2: about it.
4: Oh, that. Well, that could be a hashtag Brian. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: gonna be very confusing for a yeah. listener. Should
4: we should we read? Cordy's fiance's <laughs> last name
2: is Coop.
1: Just so everybody's clear? <laughs>
2: Pet.
4: I'm so sorry.
2: Merch ideas. Um, so I feel like McFadden, you have a lot going on. But yeah. if we're gonna have this segment, <laughs> some of the ideas probably should show up on the store. I've done like
0: <laughs> three of them. I've done the canvas sneakers, I did the canvas tote bag, and the Al
2: The Al yeah, The last have you have you gotten the sizing chart or the hat? Because those are pre-purchased.
0: <laughs> no, not Ooh. yet. Any ideas or just more
2: criticism? <laughs> I enjoy criticism point. during this section. That's kind of my thing.
0: Very good. Well, check out our merch <laughs> store at dot com Flash shop to see probably nothing new, but everything that we do have. And we're back. Courtney, it is now time for your topic. What is your topic for us this evening?
4: So I don't know if you know of Pat's news, but I'm engaged.
1: <laughs> and
4: um, Ever since I got engaged last week, God, it's been almost a week now, um, everything is wedding talk. Where are you gonna do it? How are gonna do it? Um, who you're gonna invite, your, all that stuff. And especially uh, right now, it's very difficult to plan a wedding. Um, in my heart of hearts, I'm like feeling guilty. Um, and then people just bring up eloping, and I wanted to hear everybody's thoughts on the grand idea of eloping. That means Patrick, <laughs> <laughs> that you guys go off by yourselves and get married just yourselves, secretly. Some some of them are secretly, some of them you just let them know that. Actually, can old. can
0: I ask some questions, some clarifying please, questions, Courtney? Please. Can yes. can one get eloped with? Let's say like five other people there witnessing, or like ten. Like at what point does you at least need one witness? You one need or two. One witness. But like if you bring if you your had, friends, if you had twenty people there, and that wouldn't be too hard, you know? It's like a you're...
4: micro wedding.
0: What if it's five people, like five close friends? I feel like, like
2: five would be eloping still. I
0: because that's what that's what my eloping. question is. Like, is eloping is it specifically like just you, your partner, and then like the one or two? um, what what do we call them observers witnesses (laughs) witnesses (laughs) um or 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 is it like you're going to the courthouse and it's happening you know by a matter of law as opposed to like a person who is a member of the cloth like that (laughs) (laughs) what 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 is eloping at least in in the context of the discussion that you want to have tonight maybe not the the textbook definition
4: what are I we think talking just about? Not, so not a micro wedding, which is basically a 20 person or even a 50 person wedding. People are calling micro weddings. That's not I'm micro. seeing. That's small. I don't think it's micro, small. but it's not a micro. small wedding. Micro plus. Um, micro would be <laughs> 20 or less. Okay. Um, but I think with like four people other than, you know, whoever's the officiant and then yourselves, um, that like would Brad be considered. Direct
0: relatives is where yes. we're going to put the threshold yeah at. okay Got yeah. it.
4: yeah okay um does that clarify at all it does that does okay i'm gonna start with um robbie
3: yeah, yeah. he started uh, all i know three. keep it going i'll start the last <laughs> oh, one <sorry>. too. <laughs> the last one's Stop. my topic and i'll be sure to go first <laughs> So, I've got two feelings on this. The first one, call me for, and fashioned. the second one is against. <laughs> <laughs> call me old fashioned, but I think there's something special about gathering your close friends and family around, not four people, but maybe like 20 people or 50 people or whatever the number is, where it's like, these are my people that are important to me in my life. And together, gather those people together to be with you, to celebrate you and your partner. And it doesn't need to be a big thing. It doesn't need to be an expensive thing, but just to bring those important people to you in one place to celebrate you and witness together this commitment that you're making to this other person that you intend to keep for the rest of your life. There's something in my mind that's really special and meaningful of doing that with those people there. So generally, for me personally, I would not elope because that's very important to me. Having said that, I am for eloping. Um, Weddings, are super stressful. I'm really thankful for our, for our wedding and I would do it again. But even the planning and even the day of the wedding, when it was all going mostly how it's was supposed to go, I still felt really stressed on my own wedding day. And that's not a great feeling. And it's expensive. And there, there are so many other ways you could spend that money. If for so many people, I would suggest have either a micro wedding or a, cl- a small elopement or something that does not cost a lot of money, but is still special to you and save the 10, 20, 30, 40, $50,000 plus that people spend on weddings or more. in a lot of cases, a lot of cases I, there are six figure weddings and beyond. And so that is, that is money that you can put aside for yourself to live a better, more comfortable life and have a better foundation to start your life with your partner. So um, I would, yeah, I'm for eloping. We didn't do it. I wouldn't do it myself, but I'm so for if that's what you choose to do, as long as you know the reason that why you're doing it.
2: Imagine how many tiny digital characters you could buy (laughs) with that money. About four. (laughs) Um, Less than one, depending upon the the character. So I think you will speak to a lot of people who have had weddings who will say they wish they eloped and a lot of them will have mixed seriousness about it but it is all of those things that robbie said and me not just being cheap um, <laughs> it is very
1: expensive
2: and yes. it's one day and especially right now with covid i think it's very reasonable to have a small elopement and then to throw a party at some point point. and there's so much like if you split those into two different pieces, the like walking down the aisle and the party, there's flowers for both, there are decorations for both. You have to have a space where you can have a bunch of people sitting. You have to have a space where you can have a bunch of people partying. And there's money that goes into both of those things. There's a the transition from one to the other and having somebody there that's managing all of that. So when you split those pieces apart, a party is much easier to do. And when it's just a party, um, people don't uh, multiply your uh, expense times 20 because it's called a wedding. I think there is something there to know that this is this is a huge chunk of money that you then have for your life. Um, if a wedding in front of a lot of people, if that part of it is a big deal to you, then it makes sense to do it. Like, I don't think it's a waste of money. Um, I don't, I'm not upset that we spent that money. Um, even though it could be useful at some point. Um, but I am overall for eloping. And I think that it's a good choice for a lot of people and for other people that y- they've been wa- thinking since they were a little person, how much they wanted to get married in front of their family and friends. So I think it just depends on the person.
4: Can I ask though, is what because that's been brought up is that you know you get married right away cuz you want to get married but you can't have the big blast out party right now right so you'll just you'll just wait to have the party the reception um next year two years or whatever mm-hmm. in my heart of hearts if we did that i know we would not do it we would not have the party <laughs> just because life gets in the way and it's just like why like i've seen people that have done that and i'm like how many weddings do you need to have like (laughs) it's almost like a spectacle it's like they got married in the midst of covid which like anchored me to no end and this was when it was like really 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 bad um and no masks and all that stuff and then they said oh and they had already gotten married um new year's the year before so new year's eve and then had this wedding and then they're like don't worry guys we're gonna have a big bash even though they already had basically a mini reception uh this year they're gonna have it next year or essentially this year because it's 2021 now like do you think you would actually like go through with having the party i
2: I think it's tough if if you are a couple who has scheduled and then pushed back a wedding multiple times, then right. I think it gets into a blurry area. But I think if you guys, and I have no idea what you want to do or what you want to decide, but if you guys decided, you know what, it would just be nice to be married sooner than later. These, these parties, you're talking about a lot of people. They take a long time to put together and you mm-hmm. need to book stuff. You need to get flowers and cake and all this stuff put together. So you would have to treat it like it was a full wedding. You'd have to pick a date and then go through all the steps. So I don't think that you would just skip it unless you picked a date and you got a month away and you realize, oh, this is really bad and we can't do this. And then you'd mm-hmm. get into the situation where you might not do
3: it. Good point too, Pat. <clears throat> One of the things we didn't mention yet: there are so many choices you need to make for a wedding. Like even if you are the type of person it's like. I don't care. Whatever it is, is going to be fine with me. It doesn't matter. Liar. you, still have to, you st- But no, even if it genuinely doesn't matter, you still have to make those choices. You still have to decide what the food is, what the flowers is, what the music yep. is, banner, or, de- or how I- you just—they just have to be made. Yep. And so that all just adds to the annoyance and the stress and the workload in planning and throwing a wedding. So again, eloping for you don't need to worry about those things.
4: <laughs> okay, Michael.
3: All right. So I think. Uh, it it sort of depends on where you are,
0: what station you are in your life. I think if you get married in your twenties, um, then there's a lot of pressure to do what a lot of your peers are doing. And most of your peers are doing like what you see in movies and on TV and then all of the wedding shows. So if I were to, um, Redo my wedding with my wife. What I would want to do is have a conversation about what is important to us on that day, starting from scratch, from like a first principles perspective. Like, I think having my closest family and friends there um, would be on that list. Having a nice meal that everybody can enjoy. We both like cake. It's so like a lot of mm-hmm. the things that typically are involved in Cake's a wedding important. would would be in that list, but I think you could then determine whether or not it has to be at like what it constitutes a wedding venue. And is the ceremony super important for us? Like, you know, you feel compelled to like go to a church or a, a temple or like have, you know, somebody that's like important to preside over it. But like, if you, if you're not a church going person, or if you're not very religious, like you're sort of like forcing that into the day. And, Maybe it is a better idea to just like go to the courthouse and have that legal process like taken care of and then celebrate your love and affection for each other with the people that are closest to you. So I think in that s- instance, eloping would would be like the answer. Like, And so I think I am also for it. Um, and I, I just wish that the, I think Michael Winan has referred to it as the military wedding um, industrial complex. <laughs> um <laughs> like wasn't such a a presence in that portion of your life, which is really important. There's one other aspect of this. I think that while the wedding is uh, for the bride and the groom, a part of it is for the family and especially if the family, like the parents are paying for it. Like if your mom and dad like have always dreamt of walking you down the aisle or, you know, sitting in in making that, if that's always been important to them. Um, I think the older that I've gotten, the more I started to think about, um, not to get too grim, like mortality, like this would be the one opportunity that I would be able to give this to the people that are most important to me. So like I could see being against it if I was depriving somebody who was important to me of something that was important to them. So um, I I think I'm for eloping, uh, but it should really... You should think about what you want that day to be. So that brings us to Courtney. Yeah. Well, Courtney's dad has always said,
2: "Just please elope." So. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
4: no, Robbie, my brother was a sweetheart and said, "I never thought you'd find someone." No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> no, he did say that as a joke because he's a dick, but uh, he's he's outstanding. Um, I am for eloping because circumstances for certain people, it needs to happen, but I'm against it because I myself never pictured since I was a little girl being like oh boy I can't wait to go to the courthouse in front of a bunch of strangers and profess my love <laughs> to my soon-to-be husband like no that was not the dream my original dream was to actually get married on a cruise line and then the bridesmaids would all be in like sailor like cute outfits and then the uh <laughs> groomsman would be in sailor uh costumes and I don't know uh if I was on drugs when I thought this was a good idea. Um, I wasn't, because I didn't do that, nor do I, but um, things change. (laughs) (laughs) As Mike so eloquently put, you know, you age and you realize kind of, you know, it's also not just about you, it's also about your family. And um, I'm I'm for these micro weddings, but where do you draw the line? (laughs) it's impossible especially when you have two giant families all of you have giant families on basically both sides so it's I don't know where the line is drawn um eloping is a possibility for anyone would you can I ask this like if you guys changed your own weddings what's like the one thing you would have changed other than like you know sitting down and like what's important to us would you, would you have switched to some type of like micro wedding or some type of like alternate way of professing your love? Or you, who, it
0: was you exactly like what you dreamt
4: <laughs> was. Let's, I'll start with Mike since we, we were just talking. I just
0: sort of reiterate what I said before. I would have taken it from a first <laughs> principle standpoint to figure out like what's actually important and then try to you know cut out the things that we felt like we were doing out of obligation as opposed to what we actually wanted to do
4: what was obli- obligation to you
0: it's hard to really think about that but maybe like getting a limo to go from the church to yeah. the uh, the the reception it's it was like a 7 minute drive and it was $100 <laughs> more than a typical limo ride because it said it was a wedding limo ride so it was like <laughs> It's like those things like that. That's not really what I remember. What you things. didn't
4: remember from prom that we could take your Jeep and we could drive ourselves <laughs> to the prom and save a boatload of cash. Come on, Mike. I All know. right, Rob, what would you have changed? Uh,
3: I don't know like what specifically I would have changed about the Scenario, Let's say you guys
4: got engaged. I don't know. I, I would Friday. I
3: would care less. Like I I, I actually really enjoyed her wedding, but I put a lot of pressure on myself. Just it had to be the way it's supposed to be. I would just care less. And Mike's absolutely right. Just start from first principles and reason from there and yeah we probably needed to spend less on the wedding than we did and maybe we could have made some more cuts which would have been fun but i liked most of the people that were there we had a
4: good time (laughs) most of the people that's good that that stood in
3: your wedding (laughs) (laughs) i would have gotten pat out of the bridal party Pat,
4: what about you (laughs)
2: um i probably would have changed it to a a pay bar
3: (laughs) Uh, classic
2: (laughs) that's perfect that's
4: my guy
0: all right excellent anything else you want to add to this topic Courtney
4: no I just really appreciate I love hearing your thought process on this new process for me and just, I look forward to calling you at four in the morning, crying hysterically, wondering uh, what I should do with my life. Wedding and planning is
0: super easy. No it's
4: so, I'm really good Surprisingly at Surprisingly
0: affordable planning. too, so.
4: Yeah, no, it's super cheap, but I'm like the coupon king and it's this sucks (laughs) they don't have those in weddings i don't know if you know that
2: no
0: all right well thank you very much court let's go on to robbie what's our final topic for the evening rob
3: okay i wanted to say this topic for a day where we have a female in the panel uh cosmetic plastic surgery i thought i think it would be good to have both a male and a female perspective um (laughs) it's the craze that everyone's talking about you got to adjust your face and your nose and lips and your eyes and your butt and your boobs and all those things too and so i want to take this from the perspective because i think my guess is sorry can you guys hear me i don't know if i froze yes we're yeah. good now you froze <laughs> oh did i freeze no
2: uh, you're still now talking now you did
4: but you can Damn. talk we can hear you're everywhere not a video. you're saying, oh yeah, you're fine.
3: Yeah, we're back i
4: didn't
2: yeah, hear we you were ne- you
3: were never gone <laughs> okay i didn't hear <laughs> All of you guys froze and w- were silent.
4: <laughs> okay. I okay. think Rob actually thought he was like stuck in the dimension of like the universe. Anyway. God. It is
0: really, really cold in Texas. Yeah.
1: My <laughs> yeah. internet
4: is
3: freezing up. Anyways. <laughs> okay. Have fun editing this. Matt. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Back to what we were talking about. I I, I could foresee you guys saying, listen, it's everyone's. Personal choice, it's your body, they should do what they want. But that's not the answer I want from you. So I want to know: are you for cosmetic plastic surgery? If for yourself, but if not for yourself, then maybe for somebody who's very close for you. If if somebody like your spouse or partner came to you and said, I've been thinking, I really want to make this adjustment, would you have hesitation? Obviously, it's ultimately their choice, they're their own human being, but would you in your own mind be for or against? That for yourself or a loved one. Kim but- Robbie,
0: for, for fun, can we take the um, the the cost out of it? in the yes, equation because yes. I think that at least one of us is going to say, oh, it's too expensive. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <God. Yeah. laughs> so let, let's pretend that plastic surgery is covered by your health insurance for the, for this scenario so we can just sort of take that out of the equation.
3: Is, can yes. we do that, Robbie? Let's please do that. Okay. And so since I went first on the first three topics and I said I would go first on the last topic, I'm going to go first again. <laughs> and oh, again, I, I want to reiterate, if, if somebody that I'm friends with or I, someone I don't know, for them they want to do it, whatever. say la vie. Do whatever you want. I'm going to say from my perspective, I'm against cosmetic plastic surgery. Are you um, sure? <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> really think about it, Robbie. Remember, it's free. It is funny, <laughs> you could, though. You could fix anything. That's, you know. so I, I, have, I don't know if you guys have ever noticed. You probably have. But I've got this little bump on my nose right here. And it's like I don't know. It'd be nice if it wasn't there, I guess. Are we allowed to talk about this now? (laughs) Yeah, now I'm giving you permission. After all these years, you could finally open up and be free Yeah, you should definitely do it. (laughs) So So there
0: you go. How many times (laughs) we've had this conversation offline without you?
3: When it's your turn, you can say you're for it for me. Um, (laughs) But having said that, like, I feel like cosmetic plastic surgery, it changes your outside look, but it doesn't change anything on the inside, right? And so I think if people desire a a physical change to their looks, it's probably more that they need to work on their own self acceptance. And I I think there are good ways to do that. Um, You know, I've talked about how I really am into meditation. And I think one aspect of meditation is practicing equanimity. And the practice of equanimity is being uh, radically accepting of everything in your experience and that includes everything in your physical point of view as well and so for me i think i would use instead of chain, cutting myself up and changing the physical features of me i would recommend to myself or to anyone else who might want to do this um just you know take some of these practices however it works for you whether it's meditation whether it's self-affirmation whether it's gratitude performance whether it's uh, talk therapy and I would suggest at least starting there before leaping to uh, cosmetic plastic surgery. So I'm against, okay. but I want to throw it to Courtney. I really want to hear the female perspective and then we'll go to the two bozos here. Remember, remember Courtney, you speak on behalf of all women. So <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah,
4: no pressure. <laughs> uh, Rob, what was the thing that you practice in meditation? What is it called?
3: Equanimity. Equanimity.
4: Sure. I'd practice that in the waiting room on the way to get plastic surgery if I so pleased. Okay. So I, um, and I got clearance from my cousin, uh, actually pack and vouch for it. Cause he witnessed it. Um, my cousin, uh, got, uh, rhinoplasty, a nose job. And, um, she got it when she was, I think 18. So after, um, high school. And yes, that's young, but it's old enough to know that you've been uncomfortable with this look. And, you know, it definitely does have a lot to do with, it's not just a physical thing. It is an emotional thing. It's a mental thing. If you're not feeling good about yourself, if, if there's something that you can do that's safe, and obviously any surgery is, um, not, you know, the safest thing in the world, but, you know, they take safety uh, protocols in order to get a good outcome. Um, She got a nose job. And I, I just see how much more comfortable she is with herself. And this is someone who takes her health very seriously. Um, She works out, she eats right. um, She plays lacrosse. I mean, she does the whole gamut. And she's a kind, kind kind person and I know it's given her the confidence that she didn't have before um and a lot of that was worked through with I'm sure with like different bouts of therapy and whatnot as we all need um But one moment that I will never forget was when we went shopping together one year for Christmas, as we always do. And uh, the late we were, she was buying some earrings or something. And the lady at the checkout line was saying, oh, you guys, you're giggling. Are you guys are you guys like sisters or cut and sisters? And we're like, Oh no, we're cousins. She goes, Oh yeah, I can see the resemblance. And she goes, wait, I bought this. And she <laughs> pointed to her nose and I was just sitting, just dying, laughing, being like, Oh, you poor thing. I didn't have to buy Chanel, And I look this good. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, but it, it is more than just, you know, I want to do a physical change with my life. It's, it's making a step towards, I think as long as you do the therapy and the work and you have the mindfulness to realize that this is something that you feel that isn't going to be the end all be all to your problems, but it's going to help you get to a better self. Um, I'm, completely for it. Plus, when I get pregnant, like for the last time, I'm hoping it happens a few times. When I get that mommy makeover, have you seen those? Damn, sign me up. I'm all <laughs> for it. Hopefully my insurance will cover it. I will very much uh, ask Biden for that. But yes, 100% go for it.
1: forever.
4: <laughs> forever. Totally for go get them girls and guys and gals.
3: Okay. You heard it from the spokesperson of all females, Courtney Miller, Mike McFadden. I want to throw it to you. What do you think?
1: Okay.
0: So you deliberately wanted us to not sort of take a hedged position, right? That's correct. So is it specifically if a loved one came to us and said, what do you think? Or what, if, what's the scenario would, that I'm for? Or against you or Michelle, like, if
3: it, okay. I assume you wouldn't want to get plastic surgery, cosmetic surgery Why? for yourself. I'm, I'm assuming and correct me if okay. I'm wrong. So if you do want to, let's speak about that. But if that's not your thing, then think about what if Michelle, your wife, wanted to came to you and said, I'm thinking of doing this. Would you be accepting and warm and say, I totally support that, honey? Or would you try to come back and say... I don't know if that's a good idea because of these reasons. So I think- Would you say honey? <laughs> I,
0: I, I, honey isn't really in my-
4: Are you uh, like a babe? Okay, or are you like more a More of hun? a babe,
0: yeah. Yeah. Like, okay. Sort of okay. Like, yeah. okay. Yeah. Anyway, cool. um, I think <laughs> that I would- Be concerned if my spouse was coming to me asking for permission. If she was uncertain about it.
3: Not permission, but it's something that she would at least talk about. Like, hey, here's what I want to do. Not just come home one day wrapped up. (laughs) 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 Okay, so uh,
0: permission isn't the correct uh, phrase. I should say, if she was speaking to me with uncertainty, then I would take a a real long pause. And my gut reaction would be, no, this is probably like if you're not a hundred percent certain about cutting your face uh, you know, <clears throat> apart, then, let, then that's a, a red flag and we should really pump the brakes. But if, uh, you know, she came to me, she was like, um, yeah, you know, I want I want to get this done. Like I want um like a second chin because that's <laughs> what I've always wanted.
1: It's so moderate.
0: It right wait, wait, then. I have
3: to I have to jump in. If she actually said I want a second <laughs> no. chin, you would jump in and be like, I, I don't think we need to do that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. But if she I don't wanted
1: think we need to do that. <laughs>
0: If she wanted uh, slightly point your earlobes i don't know like if she wanted something i would and, and like said it with confidence and i'd be like oh really I, I, why and then she like gave me a reason i'd be like okay like, i guess like our health our health insurance is great and it's apparently covering this in this fictitious scenario so that's what you want go for it you know you do you um i think i would so I think it comes. I, I think I disagree with your premise, Robbie. That if somebody wants to make an external change, it's because something internally isn't quite right. I think that there are people. I don't um, think it's who, not. That the, I don't think that it's, that something's not quite right. Okay, I then think. coming from in an in internal place, where I I think you you phrase it that you would be better off working on your inside before working on your outside. Yeah, I'm paraphrasing, yeah, I but I think that. that's sort of the gist yeah, of that's what true. you're saying. Um, I, I just, I just, I disagree with the premise. I think that there are people who are, um, we, just like, I wish that I looked a little bit more like Brad Pitt. And so <laughs> if my wife wanted to do that, I would support her to look like Brad Pitt. Okay. Yeah, I think I'd buy that actually. You
4: I... would not. Not
0: to look ah. like Brad Pitt. I was joking about that.
1: Okay. I'm saying,
0: I'm saying that I think that there are people who, who uh, have it. No, or... no, I, I would not want my wife to look like Brad Pitt. You're saying that people kind of would be
2: a pretty lady. That, well,
0: yeah, there's that. <laughs> That's true. I'd so, say that there are people it- that who are, um, who, who would make a decision because like, like I have like a, a busted nose from like youth sports and getting beat up by my older brother and um, beat up by my younger brother um, as, a, as a young kid. Um,
4: <laughs> I love and, that. <laughs> and so
0: like. I, the only time I notice it is sometimes like when you take a a picture with your camera, it'll sometimes do a mirror image of it. And I'm like, that doesn't look like how I look in the mirror because the symmetry Mm -hmm. is off just enough where I I can tell. And so like for me, that physical attribute was a, a minor deformity that took place. Because of, you know, actions that aren't biological. It was. It right. Was and you don't feel bad. Like,
3: you, you're not I don't feel bad in, about you're it. You're not in mental distress or anguish over it. No. You're just but like, I'm like, oh, like, I want it like, to look oh, a little different.
0: Maybe, like, I could see a scenario, like, I don't personally feel this, but, like, I could see justifying, like, I want to get that straightened out. And, yeah. I, I'd like, I, I would be totally fine with that. And to me, that would fall into the category of cosmetic surgery. Yeah. I think anytime you, you are thinking about cosmetic surgery um you should be able to meet somebody new and they should have no idea that you had cosmetic surgery as soon as somebody can look at you and you look like you know you're like in a race car without a windshield then that's a problem (laughs) um so that that's sort of my threshold is i'm i'm all for cosmetic surgery that's undetectable by new people i mean obviously if you know yes. that person you still okay. look like
3: i'll buy that so maybe i will get my bumper removed from my nose because my <laughs> god
4: hmm. don't right, it's pat, part of you
3: pat i have a feeling i know where you're standing on this pat but i don't what you have to say go for it what do you think i'm gonna say <laughs> i think you're gonna say "Stopping such a jerk robbie everyone should do what they want the end i think people
2: shouldn't have the right to cut themselves i think that
3: <laughs> um yeah so
2: you're wrong clearly um well the one thing i do think that you're slightly wrong about i i think that overall there is some issues where you should be able to accept yourself more but there are some things that like if if somebody is looking in the mirror every single day and looking at a specific spot and saying i wish that was different that will affect their emotions And to be able to take Mm -hmm. that away so it's not something that is a daily thing they have to deal with, I think Mm -hmm. could do a lot. Um, So I think it definitely depends like um, for myself personally, as a bald man, there was a moment the first time I cut my hair short where it's like, oh, this is really happening. But I was like, oh, that kind of sucks. And then it didn't really bug me ever again. Um, So there's nothing really that would affect me in that way. But I do understand, like if I had like a weird indent on my nose or something like that, <laughs> <laughs> that was for your comment about the wedding, about kicking me out of your wedding. <laughs> uh, so I could see why somebody would want to do this. Um, I do think it's easy to to go too far. And there are people who like have issues. I think it's like body dysmorphia. Yeah. Where they just keep on going and going and they're never perfect and they have to fix it. And there's some people who don't look normal anymore. I know, I mean, Michael Jackson's nose deteriorated because he did it too many times. So I think you can take it too far. And I think there is what you said, Robbie, about like looking inside and and becoming happy with yourself. But I do think there's a use for it for people who would, it actually would change how they feel on a daily basis. So I'll be four.
3: Okay, very good. I would like to say one last thing. Um... Uh, what was I going to say? I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> I had such a poignant thing to say. Must have been uh, just spot on. Oh, no. I'll okay. Give, I'm, okay go yeah, ahead. No, Pat, please go but ahead. I was going to say, I'll give you a minute.
2: Um, our our good friend, Mike Winan, I don't know if you've heard of him. He texted us to see how <laughs> I was going and it was nice that he was checking in. He had no idea that we were still in the third segment because this is a very long episode. <laughs> but I would like everybody to uh, in the audience to have good thoughts to him. He's in Austin near Robbie and hasn't had power for days. He's finally got it back, but um, that is why Courtney's here. And I hope that him and his family
3: are safe and healthy.
0: Wow, you're just a great that was guy. Good. Didn't we talk about how he's yeah, got
3: power at the beginning of the episode? We did. Yeah. We did it's, it's been such um, a long episode. I wasn't paying attention. forgotten. <laughs> uh, okay, so start over. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm just going to take this and go straight into the lightning round. Whoa, whoa, so- you're not letting the host? <laughs> introduce this has been a very long (laughs) episode i'm just trying to move things along here (laughs) yeah take it i don't need it this week robbie me i will share a list of a few topics in rapid lightning succession and the gang here will share their positions so i'm going to riff off of this um cosmetic surgery (laughs) i added a little bit of flair though it was like a little whimsical and off the cuff Okay. Anyways, I want to know, I'm going to list some types of cosmetic surgeries that you might see on other people, strangers, celebrities, people who are not related to you. And I want to know if you are for, against viewing these um, cosmetic updates on people as a viewer. As
4: a viewer? (laughs) (laughs) As a viewer?
3: As somebody who's... Why wouldn't
4: you go the route of being like, would you support (laughs) yourself or your spouse or whatever getting this as a viewer? You
3: you clearly (laughs) ogle other people. Don't pretend that you don't. And when people have updates made to their their physical appearance, sometimes you notice if it's done in an extreme way. So I want to know, are you for or against viewing (laughs) these things on other people? Okay, ready? We're going to start. Uh, on my screen, Courtney, then Pat, then Mike. I feel like
1: I'm
0: gonna have to for professional reasons abstain from most of these. (laughs) Whatever you guys the premise is that I'm a viewer. (laughs) Viewer!
4: That's (laughs) horrifying. Hang
3: on.
4: Hey, you like looking at a good boob job or what?
3: That's the point though. Not you can tell the difference between not always. But in some cases when it's obvious, you know if there someone's had worked on their on their lips or worked on on their boobs. So, let's say take it to the extreme for the obvious ones where you can tell the difference. Are you for for like bad jobs? Are you for no, Not not bad, it's just obvious. Somebody probably had a butt job. They have like a really big butt, but you still might really like looking at that big yeah, but, butt. But what about a neck job? What about uh, a, a nose job? Well, it will be obvious. <laughs> I'll I'll tell you about it. Okay, ready? Yes. <laughs> okay. Are we skipping McFadden?
2: Lightning
0: round. I will. I will say abstain if I feel professionally uncomfortable. Yeah,
3: I'm gonna jump around with these then. Um, four against people with puffy lips. Lip jobs.
0: So Courtney, Pat, me. Yep. All right, Courtney. Lip job. Lip job.
4: Or I don't. I don't even. Eat four <laughs>
2: uh, uh, Am I four against I got... the, the human or the the no. lip? The look, of, the
3: it. look of the lips, the look uh, of big luscious lips. See, it's not that hard. Against. you yeah yeah. The, you need to rephrase point. this. The yeah.
4: rephrasing is very key and important. <sighs> no, I if you're think... still
0: listening,
2: please consider telling a against. How about Robbie just gives his four against on each of these? <laughs> yeah,
3: that's the lightning round this week. Go there ahead, we Robbie. go. Okay, okay. So neck job, I was going to refer to like. Think about, like, if Mitch McConnell showed up tomorrow in Congress, but, like, his neck was, like, a normal neck. Would you be for or against that?
4: Not for Mitch McConnell, but for, like, my Aunt Edna.
3: <laughs> oh, Edna's such a sweet lady.
4: I don't have an Edna in my family, but I do oh, have an i thinking of. Yeah, no, but, like, that's <laughs> a thing. People want their necks done.
3: Okay, so Courtney's oh. for... Pat. I'm
4: for as a voyeur to view a neck job. <laughs> yes! yeah,
0: he, Robbie, this is how this works is you have to give the the surgery with the specific person. okay, so neck job Mitch McConnell. Um, oh, Courtney, I like you said this. you were against And I'm Pat, against because then we can't call him a turtle. That's right. <laughs> I, I just love the idea of Mitch McConnell having cosmetic plastic surgery. It tickles <laughs> me right. Regardless of your politics, it's hilarious if Mitch McConnell gets a neck job I ahead for.
3: <laughs> okay. Uh, nose job on me, Courtney. Against to make it bigger, like the the whole bigger. That's how they do nose jobs, they always make them bigger, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) Against.
0: Uh, four. I think you should definitely do it.
3: <laughs> yeah, wait, Pat and Courtney, you guys are such hypocrites. You said in your four against that you were four people choosing, but you what don't they want. want to do it. But if you, you
4: chose
2: it, to do it, then four. This
4: isn't something you like. Lose sleep you, at night. Yeah, or you, you literally
2: said you didn't us want us to do ever. it. Yeah. It so would why right. would I be like you should change
3: yourself yeah. for me? But that's what I'm saying. <laughs> next next, is surgery. Do it. next do surgery. It. surgery. Next surgery. Next. Okay. Next person. Hair transplant on Pat. To where? What part of his body? <laughs> <laughs> from the top uh, of his head to the bottom, tips of his toes, just his head, Courtney. No, okay. Let, let's let's say Pet wanted a hair transplant. Would you want if to see? If he wants him? it, hundred
4: yes. percent, yes.
3: Too expensive. <laughs> <laughs> if he could get the
0: Elon Musk version, where it looks like real hair,
4: yeah,
3: for sure. did Elon sure. Musk have a hair transplant? I you have to look at
0: some some of his pictures from uh, uh, like the early uh,
3: PayPal days. <laughs> he <laughs> definitely had some work done. <laughs> And I am against as well. I think Pat actually pulls off the, the bald look quite well. <clears throat> My bald. wife is against.
2: When she saw pictures of me from like college <laughs> with hair, she's like, oh, I don't like that.
3: <laughs> oh! <laughs> um, okay, butt job, like anyone in the Kardashian or Jenner family, butt job. To make them reasonable or? No, they've got like, for the ones that have had or likely may have had butt implants. Are we for viewing those? <laughs> no, we're not doing the viewing. We're
1: taking that out so of it. so
4: gross. God, especially with your long hair and hat, <laughs> it looks even worse. Anyway, he has really long hair and a hat on. Um, I'm against.
0: Against. Yeah, this one was weird. I didn't know. I always thought that this was a fake thing, and like I still am not convinced oh. that people have actually done this so Brazilian
4: butt lift. Look it up.
2: I think it's supposedly very dangerous too.
4: Yeah, it? there was. Yes.
2: I, I was watching some sort of episode of a show. And they told this woman, it was like her third one. They're like, there's like over a 50% chance you'll die if we do this. And it's like, and how just is like, that let's possible? Do
4: it. Yeah, it's insane.
3: <laughs> Next one, Rob. Anyways, this has been a lightning round. <laughs> 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 That's pretty much all I've got. It was pretty bad, but. I'm sorry. I, I apologize for all of this. Now, if you're still listening, please consider telling a
0: friend about for or against. And if you haven't yet, please write a review on Apple podcasts. We'd also love to hear about any topics that you are for or against or undecided on via Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, or our Facebook page at for against pod. We just might feature them on a future episode for now. I would just,
3: I would just say, thanks I'm, for listening. I, <laughs> I would just say I'm trying something new. I'm, you know, we have a, a format that's a lot of the same stuff over and over again. I'm just trying to mix it up. <laughs>
2: Just hold friends on the podcast, we build a defence On ridiculous topics, are you for or against? Discussing random issues, man, this show is immense So tune in and choose a side that you sit on the fence Man, we debate a lot of issues, boy, where do we start? Adults who
1: drink milk and self-driving cars You listening now to for or against? So turn the volume up, this is for or against?